like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. To John's Gospel, chapter 2, and verse 11. Today we're going to be talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. The God of miracles is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, in John's Gospel, chapter 2, and key in on verse 11. This is the first miracle. John 2, 11, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Now that's powerful. This was the beginning and the first miracle that Jesus did. Now stay with me because we're gonna we're going back. But I want to start right here because so that we can see the that God is the same. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. Now you know a miracle is a supernatural happening. A miracle can be sped up. For instance, when the miracle uh, that we're just looking at right here, when the water was uh, turned into wine. Well, it takes, it takes a minute to make wine. But if you're Jesus and you're working a miracle, then somebody's carrying water, and by the time they get over to the pot and they dip it in, is wine. So a miracle can sometimes be sped up. Or if a person is in a bad accident, fall off a building or whatever, and the doctor say you only got 24 hours to live. Now God may speed that up, uh, in, uh, heal that individual instantly, or the doctor say you got six months. And now there's some people alive, they're looking back, it's been 25 years. So sometimes miracles are sped up, and sometimes they will come after. But if God is working on the case, it's going to happen. Yes, sir. Amen? So, so I was watching on TV the, uh, last night where someone, some doctor had told this person, no, this is this past weekend, some doctor had told this person uh, because she had a curvature of the spine, and she really liked, the sport of climbing. She would climb all up on 
the top of the chest of drawers in the house and everything from a baby. And she ended up, you know, spending a lot of her life climbing. Well, she had a curvature of the spine. And the doctor said that you are not going to ever be able to climb again. They put steel rods and et cetera in her spinal column. Well, that that woman is into the Olympics now. And all this happened from her growing up. So if we believe that no matter what the situation is, that God is still able, we set ourselves up to see a miracle. So the days of miracles are not over. Tell your neighbor that. So the first miracle that Jesus did was at the marriage in Cana of Galilee. That was the first miracle. He told them to draw it out and to uh, bear this wine to the governor of the feast once the water was turned into wine and you know the rest of the story. So that was the first miracle that Jesus performed. Okay, the second miracle that he did, and then we're going to move on, is found in John's Gospel, the fourth chapter, and the 54th verse. John 4 and 54, we're going to take a look at the second miracle. Um, the Bible says this is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. And that is that he healed the nobleman's son. So the first miracle was when he turned the water into wine in his ministry. Now you know Jesus has always existed. So the first miracle was when he turned the water into wine at the, at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the second miracle that Jesus performed uh, in Cana of Galilee was when he turned the, the uh, when he healed this nobleman's son, and uh, from the sickness that he had. That was the second miracle. But before we move on, you know, have you thought about how long you've been living? And have you thought about? All the food you've eaten and the places you've been and the jobs you've had and all the nights you have have laid down to go to sleep, have laid down in the mornings that you have been awakened. All those are miracles. Yes, sir. See, we, we look for a miracle as being something way out there. And sometimes they are, like Houdini escaping out of the stuff under the water out of those trunk, trunks. We can call that a miracle, but that was prearranged. But a miracle, when you take a look at your own life and you can see, but nobody but the Lord has kept you. Amen. And when you start looking at, I, I had an opportunity to see, uh, this was a few years ago, maybe about 10, 15 years ago, uh, I was hooked up to a monitor in a hospital and it was showing my heart beating and it was showing the valves in my heart opening and closing. I was so amazed. Just like I'm sitting here, like you're sitting there, the valves in our hearts, they open and close simultaneously. I mean, they, they you know, one behind another. And that's been going on ever since you were born. That's a miracle. And so whenever we talk about a heart attack, something in that heart went wrong. But God is the God of miracles. Now, can I talk to you for a minute? Yes. He stepped out of nowhere and made this earth. Yeah. He spoke it into existence with his word. 
That's a miracle. Right? When he fed Israel out of heaven with bread. That's right. It was already cooked. For 40 years. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. When, when, when they wandered in the wilderness mm. for those 40 years and their feet didn't swell Come on. and their clothes didn't wear out, mm. can you say, miracle. that's a miracle? So God is the God of miracles. And then you look at it every morning. Mm. The sun is in his orbit. It's, it's out there in the east. And all this stuff is continuously happening. There is a God that made all these things. Amen. Billions and billions of years ago, we don't know how long, but he's still actively involved in keeping it running. Amen. That's a miracle. So now, let, let's get to this. I know that some of you all probably like Gideon. Go to Judges, the sixth chapter. Some of you or some of us, probably like Gideon, we want to see a miracle. Well, the next time you get real close to a miracle, look at it. You will be looking at a miracle. Because we are miracles. In Judges, the sixth chapter, and, and that's where I'm headed today, we're going to be looking at the, the God of the universe and the way that he performed miracles. And that's why we took a look first at the first miracle, but you need to understand that's in Jesus' ministry in confirmation of his authority when the word was made flesh and was raised up on this earth. That's the first miracle he did. But he's also responsible for what we're about to read as we pursue this in this message today, the God of Miracles. In the book of Judges, the 6th chapter, 11th verse, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertaineth unto Joash the Abizarite and his son Gideon, threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites, which obviously was not necessarily totally true. But the point that we can get in history is when we look back at all of the church bombings, when we look at, at back at the way that our ancestors got over here, look at your name and say, we are a miracle. Because God kept us through all of that stuff. And even though multitudes were killed, we are still here. Can you say, I'm a miracle? So Gideon wanted to know, all the things that he'd heard about miracle-wise, where is the God that performed all these miracles? And if he is with us, 
Why is it then that all these things are happening unto us? Doesn't that sound like a message and conversation we can have today? If, if God is for us, why is all of this going on around us? But no, you're missing the point. God woke us up this morning. God walked with us along the way. We are still here. So whether we see a miracle outside, a miracle inside, we are a miracle. But I understand what Gideon was saying. He's saying the Lord needs to show up like he did in the past because our fathers told us about the miracles that he performed. And Lord, we need a miracle. Amen. So Gideon was, was warning God. You know, Gideon had a few things in front of him. Like he put the fleece out. He wanted the dew to be on the fleece. Then he wanted the dew to be on the ground. So he was looking for some kind of sign. That God was with us. The sign that the Lord is with his people today is that you got born again. So you got the witness in yourself. And that's why the world look at you. They can't see the witness in you, but they can see the works with you. Now, what about Moses and Aaron? We're going back. Go back to Exodus chapter four, because a lot of people in days like these, because there's so much unbelief in the land. So many people not believe in God. And the ones that's trying to believe him find themselves in the midst of a bunch of people that don't believe in God and don't believe in miracles. So now we understand why Jesus put all them folk out when he went to uh, Jairus' house. He put them all out. Why? Because unbelief every time would stop a miracle from, from flowing. You got to be full of faith in order to operate to see signs and wonders and to really want God to do what it is that you want God to do. So all I'm saying is that miracles, if God did them way back yonder in the Old Testament, and he did, why is it today that so many people are falling for that lie that the days of miracles are over? Why would he do all that back there and they didn't have traffic lights? And here we are up here and people talking about ain't no more miracle. Man, you a miracle. Amen. See, I like the reason in this generation to show us that stuff folk uh, are talking about makes no sense. And remember, we that are Christians walk by faith. Yes, sir. Or we ought to be. And not by sight. We don't need to see no miracles. We got faith. Faith is greater than a miracle. God didn't say my people shall live by, by miracles. He said the just shall live by faith. So whether we see a miracle or not, we are a miracle. <laughs> Come on with it. Okay, so in, in the case of Moses and Aaron, in Exodus, the fourth chapter, and I'm going to read down through uh, verse four, starting at verse one. Exodus 4. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. This is when God was telling about where he was going to go. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, Moses, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. How many of y'all know he was human? Okay. And the Lord said unto Moses, 
put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. See, if you are in the service of the Lord, at some point, you got to show yourself as being human. All right, another one. Number 16. Now, this is just a small sampling, everybody. Numbers chapter 16. So, that rod became a serpent. And then, not only that, Moses got the serpent by the tail. Now, anybody with good sense know if you get a serpent by the tail, his head is free to bite you. It's a miracle that the serpent did not. So, God is always working miracles. When you get to your house in peace. That's a miracle. I mean if we want to give God the glory. You don't have to look far. Look at yourself. Numbers chapter 16. And verse 28. I'm going to start at verse 23. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying. Speak unto the congregation. Saying get you up. From about the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Moses rose up and went unto Dathan and Abiram. And the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke unto the congregation saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men. And touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be consumed in all their sins. So they got up from the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram on every side. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood in the door of their tents and their wives and their sons and their little children. And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord had sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own mind. Let me read on. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord had not sent me. In other words, if they die natural death, then God didn't send me. Verse 30. But if the Lord make a new thing. Now, you know, if you ask God for something he doesn't have, he'll make it for you. So the same God back then doing new things back then is the same God up here doing new things. It's a miracle that they hired you and you ain't had no experience. He's always working miracles. Okay, so um, verse 30. But if the Lord make a new thing and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertaineth unto them and they go down alive into Sheol, into the pit, then you shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And guess what happened? The ground opened up. And they didn't have Bob Barker or either this other guy to say, come on down. But they went down. And that's what we need to understand as God's people. When people try to mess over us or people are messing with us, they have no idea who's with us. And God is the God that justifies, even though we could be wrong. And some of us are wrong trying to defend ourselves. You don't have to do that. God will defend you and then take you behind the curtain and whip you where you sit down. So God, ouch. So God justifies, that was the enemy. So God justifies the believer. And you don't have to always be right for God to justify you. But you should want to be. But in the midst of it, God will stand up for you whether you're right 
or whether you're wrong. Now, let me put a pin right here. I'm not promoting doing wrong. I'm not saying that. But there are people that say they want to be like Jesus. Okay? But if somebody mess over them, they're through with those people. Now, wait a minute. You ain't being like Jesus. He done put up with us. I'm talking to you miracles in here. Well, he could have destroyed us, but yet he stands up defending us. Because that's the kind of God that we serve. I think a lot of people's attitude toward God ain't right. Now, if you want to be like Jesus and love people, love your enemies, love your neighbors, love yourself, and forgive people. And here's another thing for those of us that want to be like him. He's with people. He's with us when we're right. And he is with us when we're wrong. Now, that, that's a hard message for some people to wrap their minds around because they think if somebody do them wrong and they're a believer, that God is going to get them. Well, he may. But then you have to check out your attitude. God, they did me wrong. I'm your child. You know who I am. Sick them, Jesus. That ain't the way this works. So love worketh no ill toward his neighbor. And it's a miracle. Some of us, that's all we used to do. <laughs> but now that the Lord has caused us to be born again, we want everybody to be successful. Okay? So, so, so they challenged Moses' authority, and that's what people need to understand. If God be for us, who then can be against us? And that's a message to every one of his children. God would take care of what he needs to take care of because he is our Lord. All right. What happened with the prophet Elijah? See, now we, we're talking about miracles and the God of miracles and God showing up when his people needed for him to show up. Second Kings. Chapter one. Second Kings, chapter one. And uh, let's let's take a look at the prophet Elijah. Second Kings, chapter one. And you need to key in on verse 10. A lot of us have no idea of the warfare that's going on above our heads and how that great warfare between light and darkness and how the Lord in the middle of that, that's why we arose and got here safely. Because there's always warfare in the heavenlies. And it's a miracle that we can make our mind to go up to Mall St. Vincent from our address get there safely, take care of business, and get back home. We have no idea of the warfare that took place in the heavenlies. And we saw that in the book of Daniel. Okay. <laughs> you know, just to bring that back to your remembrance, we are not alone. Amen. I don't care how we feel, we are not alone. All right? And in, uh, in 2 Kings, the first chapter and the 10th verse, let me start at verse 5. And when the messengers returned unto him, he said unto them, Why are you now returned? And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us and said unto us, Go, return unto the king who sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, It is because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron. Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed to which thou art gone, 
but shall surely die. Now watch this. And he said unto them, What manner of man was he who came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, He was a hairy man and girded with the belt of leather around his waist. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent unto him a captain of 50 with his 50. And he went up to him and behold, he sat on the top of a hill. Elijah did. And he spoke unto him, thou man of God, the king had said, come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, if I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and your 50. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his 50. I can hear the Lord saying to all of us, you shall not need to fight in this battle. These folk that saying these things against you are wishing you would fall. Today's message, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders, FC3088, FC3088, is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, 
I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. But now I see.